Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday, the 21st of September. Today, the retired rugby league forward pocketing big cash once more, the NBL player who's put his anti-vax stance ahead of his career, and the character reference that has tipped Carlton into their next coach. But first... Remember that scene from the first Fast and the Furious movie where Paul Walker and Vin Diesel's characters meet Johnny Tran for the first time? This your ride? It was. It's his now. No, it's not. I haven't taken delivery. It's nobody's car. Well, nobody's car is sort of the situation NRL player Anthony Milford finds himself in, except... It's not entertaining in the slightest. Police were called to a street in the Fortitude Valley nightclub precinct just before 2am where it's alleged that departing Broncos player Anthony Milford was having a heated argument with his wife when two concerned bystanders stepped in. Officers arrested him on the scene and he has now been charged with three counts of assault occasioning bodily harm and one count of willful damage. He spent the morning in lockup but has since been released on police bail. So Milford is due to face court next month over the charges, but this is where things get a little fast and the furious. Milford is in the final few weeks of his contract with the Broncos, having signed a new contract to join South City next year. The Broncos released a statement yesterday saying that Milford has completed his contractual duties to them and that he's on leave and essentially isn't their problem anymore. But South Sydney CEO Blake Solly has told News Corp that Milford isn't due to start with them until mid-November. So he sort of isn't their problem either. So who does it belong to? Well, for now, the problem belongs to the NRL's integrity unit. The charges do not automatically trigger the NRL's no-fault stand-down policy, but the game is able to stand down players at their own discretions and have done so in the past. So now we wait to see if we've seen the last of Anthony Milford in the NRL. It's been almost one month since Carlton sacked coach David Teague, and since then it's felt like nothing but a steady stream of candidates ruling themselves out of replacing him as the Blues head coach. I think this is a liability nightmare. You don't have any claims that you can back up, so I'm out. But if Fox Sports' Tom Morris is correct, current Port Adelaide assistant and former Brisbane head coach slash Brownlow medalist Michael Voss is the man destined for the big whistle at the Blues in 2022. And when you look at his pedigree in the game, you can understand why Carlton are keen on getting him to the club. But in the name of due process, I think we'd better check on some of Vossi's references. Okay, who have we got? Ah, the newly crowned Brownlow medalist, Ollie Wines. Ollie, thanks for coming in. Tell us, what's Vossi going to bring to the Blues? I don't think I've met a person that is more motivating than Vossi. Sure, but I mean, most coaches would be good motivators. What tangible stuff has he been doing with you at Port? He's run our sort of resilience and leadership program over the last 12 to 18 months and, and what he's done with our group and... The connection and trust he's built within that playing group is enormous. Great. So, I mean, do you think he's ready for another crack at being a head coach? We've got full faith in Vossi and uh, we'd love to see him get another gig. We've got a lot of coaches that are going to onto different roles at different clubs to to further their career and I guess it's great for our club and and to see them going. So, um, yeah, we'd love Vossi to get that and we've got full faith in him. He could be a senior coach. Well, Ollie, thank you for your time. We'll likely settle a deal with Vossi in the next couple of days. We just need to make one more phone call. Oh, yeah, hi. Hi, is Alistair Clarkson there, please? Yeah, look, I know he's already said no to the Carlton job. I just want to double-check. I'm sticking to what I said, you know, six or eight weeks ago, that um, I need a spell. I've only got two gears. That's flat out or stop. <laughs> um, and um, I'm just not ready to go flat out again right now. All right, fine, Vossi, the job's yours. I would do 
but I won't do that. Or in the case of New Zealand Breakers star guard Ty Webster, I would do anything for basketball, but I won't get jabbed. Webster takes it hard at Crocker. Kiwi Ty Webster, who signed a new two-year deal with the New Zealand Breakers in July, has now parted ways with the club after he refused to get the COVID vaccine, becoming the first athlete to lose their job over the issue of vaccination. You're fired. Well, no. Reportedly, it was a mutual parting of the ways, and the club has said they will keep the door open for Ty to return. But without being vaccinated, he just won't have the freedom of travel which would allow him to play for the team, which looks set to follow in the footsteps of the New Zealand Warriors in the NRL and be based in Australia for the start of the NBL season next month. Welcome to Australia. And before we go, it's time to talk some reality TV. This is not a game show, is it? Is it? Do you think this is a game show? And look, we're not going to make a habit of talking reality TV on the scorecard, but this season of SAS Australia is littered with former professional athletes. You've got Olympians and Ironman, tennis stars, but we want to focus in on one of the footy players. Burgess has hit him with everything, including his birth certificate. Oh, stop the fight. Big Sammy Burgess, the barnstorming English rugby league forward who made his name delivering big hits, has been one on this season of SAS Australia. Played sport for 14 or 15 years. Mm-hmm. You're retired now. Yeah. I'm Never not, to go back. I can't go back. No. Why? Um, I, I got septic arthritis in my left shoulder. The former South Sydney star has hit rock bottom since his retirement and has been candid when explaining his motivation for going on the show. Turned to drinking taking drugs. I thought I could I thought I could manage that, but it got to a point where I then got pulled DUI with drugs in my system, um, which is all over the press again, which stops from seeing my kids again, and I just choked myself into rehab. But the Daily Telegraph has revealed that Sam has another motivation. The telly reports that Burgess has been paid between $150,000 and $200,000 to be on the show, more than double the paycheck of the other celebrities taking part, but it doesn't even come close to what a contestant on the next season, which begins filming next month, was set to pocket. Unfortunately, as I told you boys, I slipped a disc in my back doing the training. You get like a bit about a four-week program where you got to do some stuff in preparation for the show, and unfortunately I did my back. Speaking on Sky's Big Sports Breakfast, former Australian cricket test captain Michael Clarke was forced to withdraw from SAS Australia due to a back injury he suffered during pre-filming training. And while I'm sure his back hurts, it can't have hurt as much as having to kiss goodbye to the reported $750,000 he was set to earn for participating in season three. That's gotta hurt. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday, the 21st of September. Don't forget the summer of international cricket kicks off today when Australia take on India in a women's one-day international match in Mackay. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.